Welcome back, folks. Uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports, and I'll use my computer and just go in here. I'm going to check. Okay. Welcome back to Too Much Dip. My name is Dave. I'll be hosting today, special episode, live from DeSoto, Texas. We got KJ. In the building. Inclement weather, unparalleled times. All I could ask for is to be here, and I'm here. So I thank you for that. Live from your domicile. Oh, yeah. The upper room. uh, Dylan and Mike are here. Oh, Mike, I let you go first. You don't have to make yourself last, Dylan. It's okay. It's great to be here. It's great to be in the stew. It's great to see KJ on the monitor behind us and in front of us. And uh, I'm not doing Cole Campbell bits anymore. Why? That's two weeks in a row. Yeah. Are you canceling Cole Campbell? I I couldn't do it when you were gone last week, and I just didn't feel like bringing it back now that you're here. He's gone off that boom and loud. But other than that, he's been a little quiet. Of, he and I of both. Did you see mm-hmm. yesterday? He had seven cups of Boomin' Loud. He did. It was he was too straight, much. He was sizzled off of it, <laughs> which is uh, it's too much Boomin' Loud, if you ask me. That's you can overdo. It. That's too much caffeine. Too much sizzle. It's man. just unnecessary. I, I mean, agree. I don't know what Cole was doing, but that seems like too much caffeine for you know making YouTube videos in your house. It can't be good for the old uh, ticker, you know. Mike, I'm gonna gas you up. Please. Uh, at this moment in time, with your your level of shadow, your scruff, and your hair, you look good. Look optimized, Micah. Thank you. I, I feel tougher than usual. It's a good looking uh, amount of beard on you. Oh, I appreciate that. My fiance hates it. Okay. She finds it to be <laughs> scratchy and gross, but it actually it's kind of even. I'm surprised by how decent I look right now. Does she so prefer thank a you. clean shave or full beard, Micah? She prefers both over what I currently am at. Right. But okay. I, I think she likes the clean shaven look. KJ, can you tell? Uh, I cannot see the uh, scruff. Okay, there we go. It's a good look. Mike is a good-looking guy. It, it doesn't take much. I, I'm not going to caption this with, uh, wow. you know, the lighting is right, the time of day is right, the bags under his eyes are good. Like, Mike is just, you know. Sober January looks job. great on me, am I right? I One other thing I want to do before we get started, I want to shout out whoever it was in the comments on the Thursday live stream, which we're about to talk about, which we'll be doing again this week, but who uh, asked me about my skincare routine. That just it was a really nice thing to ask. I never really answered it, but... Oh, they followed up. Oh, they did. They said they wanted to know so they could do the exact opposite. Okay. <laughs> well, then I won't, give them the, I won't give them the pleasure. But I, no, I, no, I, I no. took that as a, a nice compliment. And uh, the answer is a lot of serum that I steal from my fiance. You have a pretty decent skin. It's, it's better. I'm, I'm, I've finally figured it out. But we, you know, we'll talk about skincare later. Maybe on an episode of Mind of Micah. <laughs> Available Jeez. now. Guess who I had on Mind of Micah today? Cole Campbell? John Duda. You guys what? remember John Duda? Johnny D. John Duda just launched a newsletter similar to Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter. I subscribe to Competing both of them. newsletters. Uh, it's, it's not a competition, but uh, I wanted to gas him up. Only and room he, for one in my inbox, so we'll see who gets my business okay. in the long run. Well, uh, one arrives on Monday. That's my newsletter. The other one arrives Saturday, and perhaps other times, according to Duda. It was a great conversation. It's great to talk to John. We hung up. We, we did 20 minutes, and then we just talked for like another 30 minutes. It was amazing. I, m- I miss that guy. How was y'all's snow day? Got some good snaps of the dog in the snow. Other than that. Just fine? 
just fine. Well, some breaking news from Brett. He usually saves that for circling back, but he's gonna do. He's gonna text us in when it's important. Doug Peterson is out. Whoa, in Philly. Oh, whoa. We, have, we gotta have a sounder okay. for that. Doug Peterson okay. is out. Wow. Oh, oh damn. Thank you. <laughs> That's appropriate. Okay. Um, okay. Let's hold on. On hold off. Let's do some. Let's do some. Uh, some bullet points here. We got to get to, and then we'll just hop right into the NFL, the National Football League. Follow too much dip on Twitter. That's dip with two Ps. Too much dip, two Ps on Twitter. Too much dip podcast on Instagram. Check us out. Uh, subscribe, leave a review. We do the live stream, as Micah alluded to earlier, every Thursday. And, uh, oh, yeah, we'll be talking Tiger Doc next Monday. Going to give us all a chance That's to good. watch it, maybe watch it twice. Just kind of just let it sink in. I'm definitely not watching it tonight, seeing no. as how we have a national championship game and we have an episode of The Bachelor. So I, mean, I, I got six wanna, hours blocked off straight. Tonight. I don't want to think about that. I'm I'm very upset with what ABC's chosen to do. I'm a little peeved. A little Why moody. would they compete with themselves? Because the game's on ESPN. They they own that network. They do. Can't they move Bachelor to Tuesday? The it's Disney the worldwide family. leader. Why would they do that? I don't know. It's it's the last Monday game of football until September. Like figure it out. Yeah. Like, it's not that hard to just shift to Tuesday. It's it's very, very aggravating. God, I'm kind of dreading it, even though this is like the most excited I've been for a natty in a while. I'll be up till midnight just watching TV because I have to. I'm going to get up early for Bachelor. I, I can't I can't do Bachelor after that. I'm going to be too geeked out on this football game, which I think is going to be very fun. And on the Boom and Loud. And on the Boom and Loud. I can't drink Top anything else. Master, knock the game out. Yeah. I'm doing Drag. sober, doing sober weeknight January. Fuck, <sighs> fucking a. Mm. Eh, we'll see. This could be the biggest challenge to your to your, uh, you know, your mission. My soberness, yes. my weeknight soberness. I've been doing hot cocoa. It doesn't do the same. Wow, <laughs> doesn't do this. I've been drinking a lot spot. of hot tea. That's good. Let's I'll try the tea thing. I can't. I can't get on board. It doesn't hit tea the sucks. same. Tea it doesn't sucks. hit the I'll same. Say it. Everybody's thinking it. I mean, I, I can't argue. It's an, I do not enjoy it. I want to be shaky after I enjoy my, my morning beverage. You know, I want to... I want to. <laughs> oh, well, I was just talking about hot tea at night. Oh, okay. I, I have switched. Uh, there was a time where I switched from coffee to green tea, but you have to drink so much green tea to get as much caffeine as you do yeah. in coffee. You just pee every 10 I minutes. Want to, I want to be sizzled, basically. You, you have to drink a hell of a lot of green tea <laughs> to get sizzled. I'm trying to get absolutely twisted off this hot cocoa. Right. Try an authentic matcha one time. Damn. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's not yeah. for me. The only tea I consume needs to have 99 cents and be in a can and be from the state of Arizona. The only it's, tea uh, I, it's the only I, I drink do. is that, yeah, Twisted. I think someone already made a reference to that, but damn, yeah. they're having a moment. <laughs> they really are. Uh, speaking of uh, tonight's slate of, of television, you talk Natty. Mm-hmm. Well, the stage is set. Bama, of course, beat the shit out of Notre Dame. Ohio State beat Clemson pretty handily. Uh, clearly, the two best teams in the country. Even though a lot of a lot of controversy about Ohio State with the uh, what was it five wins going into the playoff or whatever the the bowl season. I guess you didn't watch the Aggies then. I'm kidding. Let's not talk about. <laughs> I the just Aggies wanted to give then. them a little bit of a some love there. Yep, games tonight. It's in Miami. Uh, Bama minus eight and a half. How are we feeling about the game, KJ? What do you think about the game? Um, I will own the fact that I, I said Ohio State didn't belong in the playoffs. I still believe that. Uh, really? I, I think throughout that entire um, position, I said that they were one of the top four teams in the nation. That was clear, but they deserve to you know, give themselves more opportunities to lose. They probably would have won those games. Um, going into tonight, it's there's going to be a lot of discussion, I think, rightfully so, about Justin Fields. 
about Devontae Smith. Obviously, we've got two top Heisman candidates there, or you know, and Devontae Smith winning it. I'm interested to see what Trey Sermon does, running back transfer out of Oklahoma, uh, and then what Najee Harris do, do well, between the two of them. And I think a lot of people are going to be underwhelmed with the um, passing uh, outcomes in this game. And I think we're going to get a lot of short hitch routes and screens and stuff to Devontae Harris, and you're going to see a lot of running the football. But it'll be close and entertaining in that way. I can't get past the fact that Ohio State gave up like 500 yards to Indiana, mm-hmm. and I'm without thinking, their stud quarterback. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, what is or with their star? I'm sorry, I was wrong. What's what's a well-tuned Alabama offense going to do to Ohio State? Ohio State just beat Clemson by how much? Ten or so? What was the final? Twenty-four-ish. Uh, I think it was the final. It was like 45, 28, or somewhere in that range. Okay. Uh, we all thought Clemson was definitely one of the what, – what happened there on the screen? Anyway, we all thought Clemson was uh, – they, they might still be one of the best two or three teams in the in the country. This line surprises me. Eight and a half is a lot of points. I know Bama looks very, very tough, and they play basically twice uh, the number of games at Ohio, Ohio State. Ohio State looks really tough too. I, I, I think Ohio State covers fairly easily in this one actually. Can I say something? And it goes back to what KJ KJ's original take on why Ohio State shouldn't be in the playoff. Um, how much of an advantage is it to only have played six games? I guess now it's what seven. Health wise, uh, yeah, like attrition is a big part of football, right? You see it in in the pros, high school, college, like that's a thing. Uh, people get injured, you know, they linger on into the playoffs. Like having only played six games going in like that. That would be my best argument for keeping them out. Obviously, they have the talent to be there, but that's just that's one thing I can't get past. Well, I, I think that if Oklahoma wins tonight, or Oklahoma, if Alabama jeez, wins tonight, jeez, sober January's got me twisted. <laughs> if Alabama wins tonight, there will be people that say that a team that's played 13 games or however many they've played has is going to be better than a team with seven games because they've had more time to practice and more times to – you know, get reps and all that stuff. That's fair. So I think, but that's what people are going to say after the fact. Maybe I don't know. It, I wouldn't say that going in. Um, but I don't I, know that anybody says that if Alabama wins. They just say Saban. They say Alabama's good. They just talk about all the same shit we've heard about Devontae Harris or, uh, you know, or Devontae Smith, all this stuff that we've talked about Bama. They're not going to talk about the number of games, like having anything to do with it. But if Ohio State does, that's where the narrative will go. Speaking of uh, getting healthy, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver at Alabama, uh, apparently has started practicing this week. He's been able to practice to some degree, says Nick Saban. Uh, that dude is the best receiver they have, and one of their Better receivers the Heisman winning won the Heisman. Receiver. Yes, okay. Uh, Waddle is a monster, and if he's if he's actually healthy, which How long has he been out since the second or third game? He's been out a long time since. Uh, he fractured an ankle against Tennessee October 24th. Missed the last seven games. Wow. This would be a TOS comeback. It would be. Oh, that was sick. Yes. The broken leg game. I, was, I mean, dude, say what, say what you want about uh, the player, but dude, that was he, sick. He slept in a hyperbaric chamber, Dave. He literally <laughs> lived in it for yeah. like six weeks. Didn't <laughs> leave it. That was crazy. Um, he was quarantining. Are you gonna wait? We can't. We can't let you just say that he was a. He's a better than Devonte. Are we sure about Devonte's like CD Lamb out there? And yeah, that's right. I we will see. And I haven't. I, I'm not a draft Nick, 
but my understanding is I would not be surprised if Jalen Waddle is a higher first round draft pick than than Devontae Smith. Why? Because Devontae that's the most ridiculous guy. thing you've had, you've said all year. <laughs> wow, KJ, wow. give it to him, man. Tell him why he's wrong. I, I, it's it's Waddle is tremendous. He has exceptional speed. He's an incredible wide receiver. I think well, the performance Devontae Smith's put out this year has been like it's you know they're comparing to like obviously the Crabtree year is like the only other year statistically we've seen on this level but the amount of difficult catches you're thinking back to the touchdown against LSU the amount of contested plays against Auburn where he's turning like two yard hitches into just you know 60 yard touchdowns he's proven that he can run any route make any catch Waddle's good this isn't saying like Waddle's not great um he is a difference maker He's not Tyreek Hill speed-wise, but the guy runs a 4-2. Uh, Devontae Smith does not look all of the six-foot-one that he is, but I would say, you know, uh, they both could be first round, but Smith's going from number one. Actually, Smith will go number two because I think uh, a lot of people forget about the fact that LSU had their number one wide receiver opt out of this season. He'll probably be the first wide receiver drafted, and then Devontae. Good point. Forgot about him. Damn. Um, looking at Ohio State, I think their best storyline is Trey Sermon. Like, just from, like, a, a neutral perspective, like, played at OU, didn't get all the touches. Um, interestingly enough, if he had stuck around, he uh, this might have been a breakout year for him at OU because what – I can't remember the kid's name, but he got – their running back got hurt, right? Uh, the first four games they had a running back – one or two running backs out for suspension. I right. can't recall what the reason was, but that was a part of what contributed to their slow start. Sermon's had like 500 yards over the last two games they played between Northwestern and Clemson. Yeah, so that's a cool story. I mean, a transfer that pans out, and then you've got the anything on on the ribs with Fields. Like, do we know? Has there been any kind of uh, news on that? I know they're just they're just going to shoot him up with whatever it is, the pain med, and he'll be good to go, and his internal organs will be fine, and. Won't have to ever talk about it again. <laughs> I think that's jacket. all that they've reported is that. Uh, and then, well, if they win the game, we'll hear plenty about those ribs. It'll be a it'll be a legendary tale coming the, out of the state of Ohio. The bloody rib game. Yeah. If they lose, we'll never hear about it. But if they win, we'll hear. Well, maybe maybe if we lose, we'll hear it as an excuse. I don't like the people of Ohio State. I'll just start by saying <laughs> that. I, I don't like their fan base. Come on. I don't like their t-shirt fans. Oh. I don't like the state of Ohio particularly. You don't like the guy who wears the little like painted face? No. It's unnecessary guy. to piss off uh, a region of our listeners unnecessarily like that. You can just shit on the school and not the actual state of Ohio. Well, the school itself is annoying. Uh, okay. But the people who who are most jerseys? annoying are the, the t-shirt fans who wear jerseys in this case. And they aren't actually, you know, Ohio State graduates or anything. Call, okay, it's you, the people of Ohio you can't, State. You can't judge a fan base by its worst fans. Or maybe you can. What about I wouldn't judge every fan base, but I will judge them. You have a problem with T-shirt fans. Yeah, and I have a bigger problem with Jersey fans. Do you think that Of the, which they are in abundance. How many people who stormed the Capitol were Ohio State fans is what I'm asking you, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> were you there? I, I, was, I was not. I was not. Thank you for asking that. Don't know your whereabouts last Wednesday. That's fair. That's very fair. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do y'all want to make picks? I don't. I yeah, hate I picking think, this I because, should... like, 
I just want to enjoy it and not have to worry about like you know I'm already probably going to come in last in this whole fucking deal. But are we Ooh. even doing big boy stacks right now? Because if I had a big boy stack, I would put on Ohio State to cover. Well, funny you ask. Let me give a quick update because we're whittling down to like five games left to pick on the year, maybe six with the Super Bowl. Um, after this weekend slate of NFL games. David has come from us uh, being distant in last to outperforming all of us on the week. We're now only separated by three points from first to last. David on the air has 90 points. I have 93. Dylan and Mike are tied at 91. Um, we will break down how all that works. Basically one pick per one point per game. And then big boy stacks counts as a triple uh, point pick. David, of course, hit his with the Ravens. The rest of ours miss. So uh, things are tight. Uh, I think that's a great idea, Dylan. We will count the national title game as a default big boy stack for I love all that. Wow. I love Whoa. That. Damn. I love that. Damn. Yeah, I'm all over Ohio State. I think it's going to be very close. I think they might even pull this one out in a close one. I feel very good about that team, uh, despite the shortened season and a lot of people feeling they're undeserving of being there. I disagree. I think they absolutely deserve to be there uh, because the reasoning behind it is uh, – just a weird, weird year. Pandemic. Who could have? Who could have thought? The demi. The demi, man. Uh, it's not. Yeah, it's it's not their own doing. They didn't pick their schedule, so uh, I, I feel good about it. Ohio okay. State. Okay. Okay. Um, Micah. Eight and a half is a lot of points. It's a lot of points. It's over a touchdown. Do you know that? Uh, I do now. It's a two possession pick. Before I make my pick, I will say. One, to respond to KJ's earlier, uh, according to CBSSports.com, a, a trusted source in the internet, not exactly, uh, Devontae Smith is mocked to go to sixth, followed by Jalen Waddell at seven. I went, so uh, that isn't the craziest thing I've ever said. What That's about, all. What about LSU's guy? I, I, his name escapes me. Uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. He Just is, call him LSU guy. He is, uh, in this mock, selected fifth. So... Five, six, seven is where they have the top three. Wow, how about that? So KJ. we're all right there. The big brain on KJ. <laughs> uh, well done. Well done. I like Alabama tonight, and I, I don't I, – I know Ohio State is just as talented. I just think Alabama knows what they're doing in these games, although I know Ohio State's been in a bunch of them. I just trust Nick Saban, and I, I trust them – I trust Mac Jones not to make a mistake. Uh, he's played most of the season without them. And – but that being said, the reason I'm hesitant here, and and I just think they're better. They're they're loaded. They're they've got a good scheme. They've got the best coach. They should win this game. The, the reason I'm hesitant is I can't remember a national champion who played who went undefeated and never played a close game. And if Alabama were to win this game by more than eight and a half, they would they would be that position. I'm uncomfortable naming this Alabama team the best football team I've ever seen or the most dominant. But they're going to have a case if they do that again tonight. I feel like the SEC championship was not. It was, that was in a play. little. It was. It was in play in the fourth quarter. That's true. That might have been the only game all season they were was. in any real jeopardy. But the I can't remember a national champion like who it. went undefeated and never was tested. Normally, you win one close one or uh, or two. The fifty-one Army team. Well, it's been it's been know. a minute. Um, so I, that being said, give me give me Bama. Give me three points. Let's go. Wow. There's a that that means there's a lot riding with Dylan and I tied for last place on this game tonight. Oh, uh, you're tied, you're tied in the middle. middle. You're oh, in the middle. Okay, tied in the middle. Tied though. This is pretty much a I really just want to beat me. Dylan though. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, you're probably not going to. Meg, can we talk about the the receivers coming out of LSU and Bama this most recent year and this year in the draft? Ruggs, Gary Judy, Justin Jefferson, and then the oh. three from this year? Holy shit. That is such really thing. fucking impressive. What, six, maybe seven top uh, or first-round draft picks yeah. at wide receiver between those two schools? That's insane. Let's say it, Ruggs was a reach. He can, he can scoot, though, man. He can scoot, but he was a reach, I think. He's I mean, the one you that went CD to Lamb on the board, he took Ruggs. He I went before uh, Jefferson, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Decision. Like um, speed out there. I will so. pick first to give David the opportunity to see the field. Thank um, you. So, looking at this game again, I think it's going to come down to the running backs. I really hope that it's going to sound terrible. I want Justin Fields to do well, but not what he did in the first playoff game. I cannot go into draft season having reporter after reporter after reporter say, is this a Trevor or a Justin Fields first pick overall? I cannot allow that to be even a question. We need Trevor in Jacksonville. That has nothing to do with this game. You're getting Trevor. Don't worry. Everything about Alabama looks good. And I'm not an Alabama hater or bash or anything like that. The only thing I can see tripping them up, which is improbable, is the fact that Sarkeesian's like maybe a foot out the door. It's never screwed them over in the past, but like that's the one thing that I can even nitpick narratively to to rewrite the story. I'm going to go with Ohio State. One, just to be on the opposite side of the fence of this game of Micah. And two, Ohio State has got two top receivers out of the DF, well, out of Texas, one from uh, Lake Travis, um, and then the other out of uh, Rockwall with Jackson and, and Jigba. Um, he only has eight catches on the year. I think he's the game changer uh, in this, in this uh, game tonight. So give me Ohio State. Give me Trey Sermon uh, dominating the game, but – uh, give me the freshman receiver out of Rock Rockwall making the play of the game. Eight and a half points. Okay. Um, I can't get past the um, the Indiana game and just how how many yards they put up and just how their offense did whatever they wanted. Alabama's got a better offense than Indiana. That's a hot take. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Bama covering eight and a half. I'm riding. I'm riding with Saban. Um, last time these two played, when was that? 2014? National Championship? No idea. Okay. Well, either way, they don't have the same – the OC in that game was a guy you guys might know, Tom Herman. Tom Herman's not with Ohio State anymore. Uh, give me advantage to – He's unemployed. He is unemployed. Did you know Charlie Strong's on staff at Alabama too? Yes, he's an analyst there as well. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he lost the USF job. Yeah, uh, really. He's on staff there, and uh, apparently Sark talked to him about the Texas job, and he was pretty complimentary of Texas, which that's that's very big of Charlie because there's a lot of reasons why he didn't have to be. Charlie Strong's a good we man. Recommended a headset for him. Yeah. <laughs> that thing. What was what, what deal with that thing? I think Sark, I think Texas fans are going to be pretty stoked to see what Sark dials up tonight. Um, I look for them to go out, be on top big early. A valiant comeback in the fourth, make it close in the fourth quarter. But um, give me Bama. Parks just drew something real dope. And He's in art class for now. He just did a goat. That's, it, a, he drew, a, that's goat. a dope goat. It was a picture of me. He crushed it. Nah, <laughs> it's an actual goat, David. Oh, okay. Bama, it is. 
Yeah, uh, I'm riding with Bama. Sorry. I love Trey Sermon, though. This is a Trey Sermon podcast now. We're Team Trey. KJ, back to your point about uh, Sarkeesian having one foot out the door already. This is not the first time that a, you know, a coordinator for on a Nick Saban team has, you know, landed a gig before departing for, uh, you know, with a big bowl game coming up. Saban's not going to let him, you know. I'd be surprised if it wasn't like uh, of like the six – national title games they've been in if it hasn't been the majority of them where that's been the case it Kirby worked really well for lane sure. the lane train fired on the tarmac <laughs> <laughs> before the natty well we'll see we'll be dialed in uh one question for you guys in general how are you going to handle your uh twitter feeds given the fact that you're going to have bachelor non or you know bachelor twitter and national title twitter i I mean, I'm gonna watch the game live. Obviously, you you got you got to record the Bachelor, but I mean, Twitter's still gonna be popping with Bachelor talk because a lot of people don't care enough about the game. I'm not gonna to try to avoid Bachelor spoilers. No, it's just I'll it be is, dialed in. Is what it is. I can't. I'm not gonna watch the Natty tomorrow morning. Like I no. you have to watch. Your, you watch it in real time. Yeah. What's your mega cast uh, channel of of choice? I don't know who we have from coaches on tonight and how they're gonna handle that, but. Uh, ESPN's doing their whole national title game on six channels again. Is the guys being dudes guy on there? I feel like he was a mainstay for the first couple years. The BC coach. <laughs> Just guys being dudes. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about. Uh, I can I can see the vine. He's in Colorado, I forget his name. Colorado State now, I think. No one's talking about it, but Matt Rule sneaky got uh, an NFL gig from his coach, his film room appearance. He was He dominated that thing. Booger McFarland sneaky got Jason Witten to go back to the NFL after uh, doing the national title game together at that uh, in that setting. Because Booger McFarland ordered in food to be delivered, and it was just spread across the table. And Booger showed up with like lunch meat and sandwich and bread, and just was making sandwiches by himself and dirtied up the whole place. And that was the last time they worked together. Um, but yeah, GameCast tonight, Mega GameCast, all seven channels. No slime cannon, though. Mm, we'll get on to that, that later. There's going to be an NFL Live crew, and there's also going to be a Homer's telecast. Oh, wait, no. One element yeah. that will not be included this year is the Homer's telecast. So, Oh, that sucks. I do like tuning into that when they have, like, the Alabama radio call and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, whoever else happens to be playing Alabama call. <laughs> you guys right. got any other thoughts on college football? let's stay on time let's stay on time should be a good one before we get into it let's talk movement let's go in a tiny apartment in southern california two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules with fair prices unexpected colors and clean original designs movement mvmt grew into one of the fastest growing watch brands shipping to over 160 countries across the globe now movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from your screens, minimalist jewelry, and more style essentials that don't break the bank, all designed out of their California headquarters. How about that? How about that? I love the blue light blockers. That's something that's underrated. If you catch me at home on a weekend, a snow day or something, I've probably got them on because I'm staring at my screen a lot. You guys got a particular watch you like? Have you checked out the Grizzly Brown watch from the new Legacy Slim Collection? This has got such a dope name. I buy it just blindly without even looking at it first. So let's say that sounds like Shacket appropriate. <laughs> it, it that would pair well that with Shacket. Yeah, a Shacket with the the Grizz. Come on. 
They've got an unbeatable price point. Movement watches have the look and quality of a $400 to $500 watch you're paying for at a department store, but it costs a fraction of that price because they were built online and own their process. They from cut start out to the damn middleman. Hey, middleman, rest in peace. You've been cut out by movement. I just like how how bold and like big face, bold, simple design is what I like. The Voyager Bronze Age. I have one of those. Very yeah. sick. Very cool. Okay, J- okay, just flashing it. Gunmetal green in the house. Wow. Gunmetal green. Keep that thing on me. That's a flex. Did it. If you want to elevate your look, I gotta add a link in because your boy's got big wrists, but uh, movement stays by me. I've got the tiniest wrist. It's so sad. If you want to elevate your look with style that doesn't break the bake, then join the movement and get fifteen percent off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash bang. That's mvmt.com slash bang. Join the movement. Guys, I'm super wild hard for Super Wild Card Weekend still. Like, it hasn't gone away. You're so proud of that title. No, I'm not. You're just going to keep running it back. (sighs) No, I'm not. I reposted that to my Instagram story feed, as as I try to do uh, usually. And I don't think I've gotten more responses in the DMs to that headline than I did this week. Uh, Both perplexed and intrigued, and I was happy about it. It So it got the people going. I don't like to pat myself on the back, but it's my favorite thing that I've ever done in content. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm still laughing about it. Love it. Can't can't stop saying it, but it was indeed Super Wild Card. Super Wild. Go ahead. Yeah, Super Wild Card Weekend was this past week. That was the NFL's new name for the now 14 team playoff, where we had three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday for the first time ever. Uh, you're getting three playoff games on each day. I think the NFL had a bunch of first-time evers, obviously due to uh, the Demi, uh, where they had a game on every single day of the week this year after Christmas checked off the box for Friday and the Steelers uh, or, uh, Ravens played on a Wednesday. So it was, a, it was a pretty thick year as far as spreading the schedule out. But on Saturday, I can't recall how we define the uh, – Colts Bills game going into it. I think this might have been one of those where we said it would have been the most electric game of the weekend. Uh, and I think that checks out. It was really the only one that stayed close. Um, we'll, we'll get into what happened in, in Nashville um, a little bit after this, but the Colts Bills felt like a close game from start to finish. But I never got to the point where I felt like the Bills might lose the game. Agree. Yeah, they were seemingly in control of the whole thing. I agree, and I, I think the Bills are good. Uh, been saying this for a while. I, this isn't some breaking news. They've won like ten of their last eleven games. But Indy's got to be kicking themselves. They had a real chance to win the football game, and probably, I mean, I, I won't say should have, but like th- this is a tough one because they were right there and they really had a chance. Indy did something against Buffalo that maybe only maybe the the Cardinals had a couple quick drives like this where the Bills would put the game at a two possession game and feel like make you feel like all right this is out of control and he would get the ball go ten plays in under two minutes or so and scored and that happened two different times in the third and fourth quarter where you're like you know what this might just be the day for the Colts to fuck around and win one. Um, and the, and the Colts probably shot themselves in the foot by getting a little too cute with analytics uh, late in the game. Or was it late in the game? Do you recall that play, Micah, what the score was when, when uh, they decided to not go for two? Or maybe they went for two. I can't recall. I don't. 
Saturday seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, there, there was a play basically late in the game where the Colts decided not to chase points, I think it was. And had they gone for two, they could have easily cut it down to a seven-point game uh, or something along those lines. And it, it turned around to bite them in the butt late in the game. They only lost by three, so it didn't end it for them. And what was worse is they had the ball with in position to score and win the game in the last drive, which is what you want. Uh, but the Bills stood tall. The... Los Angeles Rams and Seattle Seahawks. The only game that I picked this week that I think I got right, it was an ugly game for my picks, but this one somehow is on top of it. The lack of a 12th man in Seattle made them look like absolute frauds. That was a terrible game, aesthetically speaking. Uniforms-wise or just uh, flow of game-wise? Just flow of game. Yeah. Like if you're just like a, a casual NFL viewer and that's the game you turn on, Wolf. Speaking of Wolf, what happened Los Angeles Seattle? quarterback, Wolford. Sorry to interrupt. They, they, Seattle just looks terrible, man. Uh, their defense has been bad all year. Ken Norton Jr., former uh, Cowboy Niners great, is their D coordinator. And there was, there was talk about him getting fired midway through the season. They added some parts by getting, uh, um, I want to say it's Maiden, Um Added their roster. They, they had a couple D line and get added and they tried to piece it together. They've got players. They've got KJ Wright. They've got, um, what are the twins' names? But they still have the good one. Uh, the Griffin, Griffith uh, from UCF. Yeah. And they've still got a decent D line, but they just played like shit all year. I don't know if it's that their defensive scheme is on oh, Jamal Adams added to their roster, obviously. Uh, I don't know if their scheme is just getting old and teams have figured it out, but they always put Russell Wilson in a position to have to throw the damn ball, and it was just too damn much. The Seahawks did a lot of inexplicable things in this game, but most inexplicable is that Russell Wilson finishes 11 for 27. Like That's just bad. Those are bad numbers. He had a pick. Yeah. Um, they they don't run the they, – they run the football when they can pass it. I, I just – a lot of what they did was inexplicable. If you told me you're starting against – John Wolfert, uh, you've got to win that football game. And if you talk about Jamal Adams, the Seahawks and the Rams are interesting because they both traded two first-round picks for a defensive player. The Seahawks took Jamal Adams, who had a bunch of sacks this year, but he's a little banged up. He's can't cover anybody. If he's out in coverage, he's bad. Meanwhile, Jalen Ramsey's running around for the Rams. Uh, he had an he had an interception. He shuts down that side of the field like. It, that was a that was a striking difference to me. Ramsey's legit. It's it's odd to see a player like that be so incredibly dominant right after they sign a hundred billion dollar contract. But with Aaron Donald, who did go leave the game early, uh, it sounds like he's got some rib issues, but he'll probably play next week. Um, when you've got that kind of defensive line up front and a cornerback like that, it's it's going to be hard to just walk around on a team like that. So, um, Wilford like, was playing. What's up? Oh, sorry, KJ. I was going to. I just want to speak a little bit to the identity crisis of the Seattle offense because yeah. if you remember when the Cowboys played them in the first uh, opening round a couple years ago, <laughs> Dak's rookie year, was it Dak's rookie year? Yeah, and beat them. Everybody's everybody was talking about oh well you know they need they ran the ball too much they got to let Russ cook and then like now that they're doing that now Pete Carroll's already like yeah we should probably run the ball more so it's just like what are you what is that team Tyler Lockett said that after the game too we should run the football more they they only got like fifty something snaps they this was an impressive 
performance by the Rams. I mean, that's a team that mm-hmm. these teams are division rivals, obviously. And I just don't think that Seattle knows how to attack that LA's defense has got them, got them confused. Um, it, it, they know what they're doing over there with the Rams. They've got a coaching staff that, that does things. Um, so I, I love watching nine 11 conspiracy theorist Pete Carroll lose. So I'll just, Say Who is this wolf look guy they dragged out there? It looked like someone's like little brother that just suited up for the game. Well, apparently the he wolf. has, quote, a stinger. So they expect he might be back, even though he was sent off on a cart, basically, in, in, a, in a stretcher. Oh, that wasn't a concussion. It was just a neck. No, neck. yeah, they said it was a head injury during the game. It turned out to be a stinger. Okay. Stingers hurt like a bitch. I've Not never a f- had one. By the way, that flag, yeah, that sounds was, terrible. That flag yeah. was picked up, by the way, on that play. Just saying. Uh, yeah, for Wolford, uh, Wake Forest, Demon Deacon, uh, you know, so you'll watch another one tonight if you watch The Bachelor. He's, uh, somebody played in the AAFL whenever, uh, that was around. So he's, I won't say a nobody, obviously he's, he's playing games. The reason he was even in was because, um, Jared Goff had broke his hand three weeks ago mm. and has three pins in his hand. Yeah. Uh, and so he had to play with that going on. And Cam Akers, for a rookie, I almost say freshman, rookie running back out of Florida State, just looked every bit of the part. If if the Rams can run the ball like they did, like that's a team that, that can challenge any NFC team, including the Packers, just because of how they'll control the game. Now, if they cannot produce anything on the ground, they're one of the worst teams, uh, uh, I'd probably say middle to lower part of the league when they don't run the ball well. Um, Cooper Cub got hurt late, but he did not tear anything. He'll be back. I think it's just a knee sprain uh, as well. What do we got to do to get Bortles out there? Uh, he was out there for a year. He was on the NFL roster. Is he? Is he not on a, on the Rams roster? Or an anymore? NFL Super Bowl roster, but not anymore. So, oh, that's too bad. Uh, Bortles is hanging out in uh, Denver. Oh, uh, okay. The issue with having to clear people and put them on your rosters is really, I think, it's going to screw some teams over late in these playoffs. Like. I don't want to jinx anything, but if you have one like positive COVID test type issue or someone goes on the reserve, like I'm surprised the NFL didn't let these teams like add two extra reserve quarterbacks after they saw what happened in Denver, um, Tampa, Washington football team. Ooh, wine them, dine them, 60 hind them. This was a fun game to watch because of Heineke, man. Dude, he hit him with the hind. That dude's a gamer. Yeah. Heineke, man. That, that dive for the, the pylon. That was fun, that was man. Sick. As a team who does not enjoy the Washington football team, or no. as a guy who doesn't enjoy the Washington football well, team, I, they had me pulling. Well, you knew him. some guy named Heineke wasn't going to beat Tom Brady, but it was fun. It was fun <laughs> to watch that guy run around to make plays. He was so hot. Want to touch the Heine? Yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> He's got Heine in his name, Dave. We get it. That's all. I got. <laughs> Shouts to him. I, I hope that he signs a multi-million-dollar deal with someone because of this. He's another like. And uh, he probably alternative. Will. Football league guy, right? Did yeah, he, he was in the XFL. He yeah. was a uh, St. Louis Battle Hawk, and I, love, I believe I like stories. was a backup for most of that season. Yeah. Although there is a gif of him, sh- you know, uh, stone cold shotgunning a couple beers in the locker room. Carolina had that dude that was on uh, the on an XFL roster. Yeah, for a that while dude was too, good. like the league MVP. That, okay. that dude's good too, the man. It's, it's fun to watch these guys like, get a shot and actually do something with it. You know, fun. Yeah, I, I, I will say for this Tampa. I feel like they're where everybody projected them to be at the beginning of the season. Like that team has clicked. Like it's it's going to be disappointing to see Tampa like in the Super Bowl with 
this like Frankenstein team of superstars from all over the place. But uh, I don't see it going any other way right now. Um, we're going to get Breeze Brady three next week, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But they they weren't really playing poorly. Washington just controlled the third quarter, and their defense is legitimate. Like I'm, I'm worried for the NFC East if Washington figures out its quarterback uh, situation because they've got talent everywhere else on the field. There's no reason with a dude like Matthew Stafford or someone of that equivalent who might go to Washington that they can't go from seven and nine to ten and six and win that division by two games next year. Like they're they're they've got some pieces. Although to be fair, Tampa put up like 500 yards of offense and 31 points. So yeah. you would think that. You know, that Tampa defense is something that's been vaunted this season. Um, you know, although the other thing that I've heard is that one of the hardest things to prepare for is a dude that's mobile with no tape. And that's essentially what Heine brought to the table. He was tapeless. That's fair. That's a good point. Worst case scenario for uh, for the NFC East is if um, Dan Snyder like gives up three first-round picks and goes after Deshaun. Oh, don't even say that out loud. That would be a problem. That would be a major <laughs> We're problem. We're talking about Deshaun later, aren't we? Are yeah, we? We'll mention him in quick tips. Um, better better job right now. If you're Matt Stafford watching at home, would you rather uh, quarterback be the future of the Colts franchise or the team from Washington's franchise? Mm. I think it's the Washington football team. The NFC just isn't as strong as the AFC. Um, and we'll get to some of those those good teams in the AFC, but I think you. you the the Washington football team would have been, you know, they almost beat the second best team in the NFC le- this week. Very fair. Is Rivers done? As he said, he hasn't said right. It's well, well he we'll, he we'll said he's, there's a lot to think he's about. He's eligible, or well, I th- he's got a significant contract next season, I believe. Okay. Yeah, Not as significant as big as Big Ben's, but we'll get to that too. Yeah, I'll I'll wait on Rivers, but we've got potential to lose three big names at the end of the season. So How yeah, about, that was Saturday. How about Sunday? Yeah. Ooh, Sunday night. Baltimore comes from 10 points down uh, to beat Tennessee 20-13. to It's the first time in four seasons the Ravens had come from a 10-point deficit. They got down 10 nothing, put wow. up 17 in a row, which they said like 25 times on the broadcast, but still important and still impressive that they would uh, come back we know that, that Lamar Jackson is electric, but he proved it. I was happy to see him get a playoff win. I was, too. He really put the team on his back. It felt to me like he took it personally. It's like, I'm not going 0-3 in my first three playoff games. And uh, just to do what he does with his with his feet, not not just the 48-yard touchdown run, but to watch him in the fourth quarter when, they, when it was time to go into a four-minute offense and run out the clock, the way he can get loose is... We've never seen anything like it, really. Was that the Monday night crew? Was that Levy and them? Yes. Did you find it weird that, you know, we're watching that game and they're talking about Lamar, who's what, 24? Yes. About, like, how he's never won it. He's never won the big one in high school and in college and the NFL. It's like, dude, he is fucking 24. <laughs> you got to chill. I know he won the MVP, but, like, give him some time. I, w- I was happy to see him get that dub. Me too. Me too. They were a little aggressive on that bullet point. You could tell at some point that they just kind of circled back to the same, like, oh, well, we have these things down. 
And we're going to hit that he hasn't won a playoff game again. And we're going to hit that he hasn't won a playoff game. Again. They said that that a was the comeback. One. They said they were the only team in football who hadn't had a ten point comeback the last four. That's years. not a big deficit. Like that's crazy. That hadn't yeah. happened in four years. Yeah, just two scores. Pretty wild. Uh, Baltimore looks tough though. That's not a team I want to play. I mean, I I don't know how good they are, uh, but that's a team that seems like they can beat anyone on a given day. I, I, that's they scare me in a way that if some of these teams don't. If the, their defense is healthy um, with Calais Campbell and some of the other stars that they've got now, it's it's going to be tough to see who they can't slow down. Like We knew what Tennessee was. They were going to line up and hit you in the mouth, and they just couldn't get that done uh, at home, too. Like it, it did not make sense to me that the Titans looked as bad as they did. Everything I predicted about this game was completely incorrect. Um, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that Tennessee just couldn't produce anything on the run game. I think at halftime, uh, Derrick Henry might have had like 28 yards or like it was like 10 carries and like 18 or 28 yards. It was really, really bad. Uh, and he looked like him and uh, um, what's their coach's name? Why is it uh, Vrabel? Not got into it, but Vrabel, I think, was trying to motivate Henry in a manner that he probably could motivate himself by like – Looked like he was trying, not really dog cuss, but getting in his face. And Derrick Henry did not look like the type that was like responsive to that approach. And it, it didn't bode well the rest of the game after that. You want to move on to the GAC Bowl? RIP Bears. How much fun was this game? Where, did everybody watch the whole Nick broadcast? 100%. Yes. yes. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't turn away. You had SpongeBob between the uprights. You had Lex Lumpkin on the sideline. Little Lumpkin. He was saying what's good to to Nate up in the booth. Like it was fantastic. The graphics. They had googly eyes on guys on the sideline. I gotta say, <laughs> it was so stupid. Little uh, Lex Lumpkin's Obama impression was disrespectful. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't good. I expected more from a Nickelodeon um, personality. Like, oh, this that's probably what they've got. You know, you think that. Somebody who's been on all that or whatever has got, like, bits, and that's one of them. No. And then they had the the young lady in the booth who was doing, like, a Cardi B. It was just – it was disrespectful. Not, yeah, I don't want to pick on, on the young lady. How um, old is she? The, I think she was 15 is what oh, they no. said. 15? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry for criticizing. I, well, I'm about to criticize her. She's so. okay, 15. She, <laughs> she crushed that. Uh, so she did a very good job. For I thought she, she did a nice job in the booth. She kept her – you know, she was good. When she tried to do impressions, it wasn't good. It, it was painful. Shout out to Nate Burleson for rolling with it. Oh, Nate, Nate's the MVP. Nate's a pro. Nate might be the most impressive performance this entire weekend. Oh, he was really he really settled in. He was like, let's get this. We're yeah, doing, and doing you could tell Nate he was show. having fun. The way they, they shoehorned him. in all those like uh, like child references about just explaining the like explaining the rules, which I thought was kind of cool. That explaining like the rules of the game and how the point system work and all that, which is you know if you're a child getting in the game, it's it, it is a complicated game. But they're like references about like going to school and like dad eating, you know, digging into the dinner before mom says the blessing and stuff like that. It was funny. It was funny. I I only heard the Taysom Hill comparison, basically saying he's the kid on the playground who can do everything well. And then all I could hear in my ears, like Dylan, or not Dylan, David and Will talking about Dylan. I'm like, okay, fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I, I saw a little bit of it when I was, I was tuned into the other broadcast on CBS because I wanted to see how Nance and Romo would handle what we're going through today. I think that's why we actually did this is uh, Romo was back in Dallas. Uh, in doing his bag. Remotely. And 
it was, uh, they did fine. Romo kind of got, uh, you know, off the rails a little bit later on in the game, talking about kids spitting on him and slobbering all over him. It was a little bit weird, some of the verbiage he was using. They also tried to pull a Fox stunt that definitely did not work when they're uh, not both on camera. Um, and maybe they were, I, I guess I was listening to it at that moment where they were announcing that Romo was getting inducted to the college football hall of fame and Romo not being Troy Aikman where Troy Aikman's like breaking down into tears hearing about it. Uh, or hearing about like Jerry or was Jimmy getting in whenever, uh, I think, uh, that yeah, was I think it was one, Jimmy. Yeah. That's what, yeah. It was Jimmy getting in when, when Troy broke down in tears, Romo getting announced, he got into college football uh, hall of fame. It's like, what me? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I heard about this two days ago, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. And uh he did like not he, give a fuck. No, time. not at all. Can I can we look pull his college numbers? Is he worthy of the college football hall of fame? Like I know he was a good college quarterback, but come on. You gotta think that Garoppolo outdid both he, his and Sean Payton's stats. He did. Garoppolo's like first in everything. It's ridiculous. Um Sean Payton got slimed after the game. I haven't seen this video. I know you sent it, but I, I didn't watch. Yeah, I think it was like back in the locker room area, and he was sitting on the floor because he, he made the promise before the game that if they'd won, he'd do it. And he, he paid his he paid his bet. I was kind of bummed they didn't slime the MVP. Yes, I wanted Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. I wanted Trubisky to get slimed after winning the MVP. They should have brought him out because, I mean, it was a hard-fought game. You know, I mean, he, they were right there till the very end. Can you I'm imagine, sorry, Randy. Can you I'm imagine having to get slimed after losing a game like that? <laughs> like, I I love that it's already like a part of his Wikipedia page under uh, accomplishments. Nickelodeon MVP. Okay, that's genius. That is great. Um, KJ, I think that uh, that at halftime, like this was it wasn't out of reach for Chicago early. It was uh, like like ten to eight at half or something. Ten seven. A crucial drop. It was. I thought it was ten, 10 three. three. Yeah. Ten three. Uh, oh, and then uh, that tight end Mems dropped a touchdown. Um, that would have tied it. Yeah. And then the Saints showed up. Uh, shout out to the cornerback from the Saints again. I forgot his name. Webb Johnson, Gardner Johnson, who did it again. Uh, last game when the Bears and Saints played, Mems got kicked out for. Two piece and Gardner Johnson and Gardner Johnson got in another uh, Bears wide receivers ear this game and got pieced up again and got him kicked out. Like, how do the refs not know? Like, hey, he's the guy. You need a guy like that. Who's the dude who got into it with Andre Johnson on the Titans like a decade ago? Portland Finnegan. Cor- yeah, yeah. Portland. You gotta have one of those. I miss guys. that guy. I you miss him too. He was a rabble rouser. You guys want some Tony Romo college stats? Uh, yeah, kind of. Three year starter. Uh, 63% completion percentage, 82 touchdowns, 34 interceptions for his career, and his uh, quarterback ranking rating 159.1. Okay. Which I don't know how high the college thing goes because it's a different <laughs> standard, but that's quite good. Quite good. That touchdown to interception ratio doesn't, uh, doesn't blow me away, I'll say that much. And he did win the Walter Payton Award, which is basically the – Lower level Heisman. Is there an award for working in uh, lowbrow sexual innuendo into your broadcast? Because he wins the JTT Just the Tip Award. Going back to that, well, he did it twice. He did it twice, and he even I had, missed this. What did he say? Uh when 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 they were trying to they were showing that replay of Breeze on the on the keeper or on the sneak putting it up and uh, trying to get it over the goal line. Uh, he was saying Just the Tip is all you need to get it over. 
And, like, he knew what he was doing. And then he did it again, and he even got Nance to laugh. And uh, Nance, like, made a reference to it. It was absurd. I couldn't believe what I was watching. It might be the best thing Romo's ever done. Maybe Nate Burleson will take his job next year. KJ, who is your um, NVQ? I don't know if you want to follow up on that. but uh, NVQ for the game yesterday has to go to... It's got to be Matt Nagy now. Like, yeah. uh, how do you in just completely blow the entire second half? Uh, like, no, no, back up. It's Matt Nagy and it's uh, Allen Robinson because he completely disappeared. He had no big game catches in this game and, and got shut down. There you go. I know NBA Randy doesn't have a microphone here, and I'm not going to ask him to get on the microphone. I'm not even going to look at him. I'm facing the other direction. But for Randy and every Bears fan in the world, You've seen this movie like a hundred times. This is just what the Bears do. They have no offense. They have no quarterback. They've had no quarterback in their history. Their defense plays great in the first half. They hold the Saints to 10 points. They're in the game. And then you can't just ask your defense to do everything. And eventually they broke, and, and, a, and a scary Saints offense looked pretty good in the second half. They could have scored another touchdown. The Bears, of course, scored on the last play to make this thing a little bit closer and almost cover. Shout out Jimmy Graham. But, like, th this is and, – and a reminder, the Bears went 3-8 and eight their last 11 games, including their three wins came to Jacksonville, the Texans, and the Vikings. The Bears suck. They, they should – if Vikings I'm a Bears fan, I want to just blow the whole thing up. It's terrible. Randy, yeah. Randy's not really reacting in any way. He just – That's what apathy looks like, I think, yeah. He's, huh, just, he's lost it. Randy sadly says that's his whole life. Poor Randy. I feel <laughs> bad for you, Randy. It would have been nice to see Kyler in this game instead, but, you know, we didn't get it. It's not much better over here. So At least we've had some quarterback play in the last 50 years. That's true. I'm sorry. Shouts shouts to the Bears fans out there. I'm not, I don't, they're not bad people like the Ohio State fans. I just, it's just tough for them, and I feel bad. I, feel, I literally feel for them. Did Philly really put a statue of Doug Peterson up outside the stadium? After the Super Bowl, uh, with him and Nick Foles, right? Yeah, cause I'm, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. A picture of it. Standing there, calling funny. the play. They put a statue up before they ran the Philly special or whatever. Did anything uh, happen last night? Uh, there was a football game. Yeah. Was there? Cleveland. Yeah, there's one more. Pittsburgh. Cleveland Yikes. destroyed. Cleveland. Cleveland wins their first road playoff game since 1966, and of course, their first playoff game in I don't know how many years. Um, the Browns is the Browns, and they jumped up. What was it? It was twenty-one nothing. It might have been twenty-eight nothing. Yeah, it was twenty-eight. Pittsburgh kept trying to make it interesting, and like you'd get your attention again for a few minutes, and then Cleveland it, would score again. It kept me out of Verdance because you know when the fourth when the uh, when we got into the fourth, like it was twelve point game. I think at one point, and then you had like the old oh, do they go for two? And then twelve point one, game when Pittsburgh had the ball, and, yeah. and then there was there was fourth that fourth and, and one. Fourth and one at their own forty six, and what they the they punted, and like that's when I was like, uh, yeah, that's you can't do that. How in the world do you give the ball back to Cleveland, who's just running up and down the field in that situation? I, I can't I can't make any sense of it whatsoever. There is a uh, there's a bot on Twitter. I forget what it's called. It's like the the cowardly punt bot, and yes. every time a team punts, uh, it ranks. It's got an algorithm. Yeah, it's an algorithm that ranks how. Cowardly. cowardly that punt right. is and that one last night was like in the 99.9 percentile of cowardly punts uh, just inexplicable on fourth and one to, to punt there down two scores 
Yeah, that's bad. That's brutal. Tomlin's pretty well regarded. Um, you know, he's a Hall of Fame coach, but that I don't know. Yeah, that's bizarre. you hate to see that. Really bizarre. Um, bad I also really I did see a tweet this week about how uh, Mike Vrabel punted at one point. I shared this with the squad um, in a cowardly fashion. His was like a ninety-six percent cowardly punt, and someone tweeted. Mike Vrabel is willing to cut off his penis to win a Super Bowl, but won't go for fourth and two on the Ravens 40. <laughs> Which, uh, that's Great funny point. to me. It's the at surrender underscore index, by the way. Got any Baker takes, Dylan? Uh, really good season, really good playoff game. He's a playoff winner now, uh, which is really unfortunate to see. Um, <laughs> you hate to it, see it? He's, he runs into Kansas City next week, though, am I right? Or this week? This week, yes. And so hopefully, hopefully the universe, universe will correct itself this week and put Baker back in his place, which is the L column. Um, I'm sick of him playing well. Last time I checked, he was 1-0 against Pat Mahomes in college. That doesn't matter. Oh, my God. I'm sure we're going to have to see highlights from that damn game all week long. Oh, yeah. It, to be fair, it was a sick game. Dude, it's <laughs> so course, weird. Of course, but like, every college, time I they never, play. I never feared playing Pat, a Pat Mahomes-led Texas Tech team. It was strange. Because he course, was running around with like a leg brace and a shoulder brace on because he had no line, but he would just throw it 65 <laughs> yards down the field. But they, never, they, they didn't win a bunch of games. He didn't put up huge numbers. No, it's a glaring indictment on, on Cliff that Cliff literally had – the modern day goat, and um, he, he's my my favorite player to watch. Right behind him is Aaron Donald. There's just uh, he had Pat Mahomes, but nobody knew Pat Mahomes was Pat Mahomes. Sounds stupid to say, but you couldn't recruit players based on having Pat Mahomes at that point in time. Like he wasn't a sellable like quarterback as far as a skill set. And Texas Tech will never shake this legacy of like if you get a good productive quarterback, they're going to say it's the system or whatever. And you're not going to get the credit you need to be like, we need a left tackle to come play in front of this quarterback. And you'll be like, you know, they just think it's 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 not what uh, goes on there. That was kind of the deal with, with Texas Tech quarterbacks in general. I mean, they had the like the Mike Leach offense and the, even like since Mike Leach, they had just the, the air raid. They stored around and these quarterbacks would put up these huge numbers, but never really get looks from from NFL teams. B.J. Simmons. Until Mahomes. So he got like, it was it was weird. They had like this weird stigma about them. Like, yeah, don't don't trust their numbers because it's just a system. And then, of course, Mahomes. I think part of it was that the NFL hadn't broken their system to get more like college like they are now. Um, I think things would have looked different for some of those quarterbacks had they, you know, the NFL looked like it does now where they could throw more. Fucking Big Ben. Uh, Roethlisberger threw the ball 68 times yesterday. 68. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, like, granted, yes, you were losing the entire game. You had to throw the ball around, but uh, for him to be throwing the ball 70 times in a game is just ridiculous. Yep. Is he back uh, next year? Uh, see, that's what I was going to ask earlier. So we've got Drew Brees, so we all pretty sure he's going to retire at the end of this uh, playoff run. You've got Roethlisberger, and then you've got Rivers. Like, are we about to see all three of them just exit stage left and, like, I think Big Ben comes back for one more year because he is guaranteed $41 million for that season. Are you saying he has 41 million reasons why he's going to come back? Uh, I, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I think Big Ben is the kind of guy who would like take like a, this is my last year victory tour kind of thing. Uh, not that anybody would give him awards because he's a general creep. Like a D-Wade type deal? Yeah, yeah, to make a big show of it, which I'm not 
whatever. I probably would do the same thing, truthfully, but I didn't. I admire people that don't do that. But I, I feel like that's what Big Ben's going to do. He's going to soak up the adulation for one more year. The other two guys, I mean, Rivers is cooked, and and Drew Brees, all signs, throughout the broadcast, they kept saying that all signs point to him being this being the, his last run. So, But, yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers he, have some issues. With NBC? Yes, he's still still set up for the NBC gig, I guess. But the Steelers have some issues moving into the next season. Uh, and some cap issues and some other things. That's a team that started 11-0 and and really fell apart down the stretch. We'll see what they do. Tell me about this age thing. This is blowing me away. Yeah, the AFC quarterbacks that are still in the playoffs are now 25, 25, 24, and 24, and Baker is the oldest of them. Wow. Meanwhile, on the NFC side, you have quarterbacks who are 42, 43, 37, and 26. Who's left in the NFC quarterback-wise? So we have, what, uh, obviously Brady, Breeze. Who's 37? Rodgers. Rodgers and Goff. Oh, shit. He's 37? Yeah, Jeez. Rodgers is only 37. And then 26 is... Um, Goff? I'm, Goff, it's yeah. Goff. But it's also scary okay. to think that if you're an AFC team, back to when we talked about which which job would you prefer, yeah. those four quarterbacks are... I mean, quarterbacks are playing into their 40s and playing well. Tom Brady is Justin playing Herbert. well. To imagine that you're going to have to play 15 more years against Pat Mahomes, that's a really horrifying thought. And you've got Herbert, Lawrence coming in, which yeah. I'm not going to project Lawrence to be one of those guys, but like you're going to have young talent for years to come. Tua's, I mean, we don't think Tua's one of them, but, you know. Um, this Joe Brady shit, can I uh, – Soapbox for a second real quick. Please. We are going out of our way to make sure Joe Brady is like the fucking Sean McVay of football. I think Joe Brady is very good, very talented. But like we're to the point where people under Joe Brady are getting hired to take OC spots. Like six years ago, the guy was a GA. And now we're saying like he's built a, a coaching tree that needs to be picked from. Like let's tap the brakes a little bit. Like, He's done exceptional things the one year that he was the assistant offensive coordinator and passing game coordinator for LSU, who also Joe Burrow put him in one of those young quarterbacks you're going to have to play for years uh, to come. Like We know he had a, a supremely talented quarterback and exceptional wide receivers, as we talked about earlier. He did really well in Carolina this year. Nothing like off the charts, but he weathered the storm without having Christian Caffrey, without having a starting quarterback for part of the year. But now he's a head coach six years after being a GA. Like, okay, okay. As long as it's not in Jacksonville, I'll see it. I'll, I'll believe when I see it. I, I agree with all that. His role in Carolina, he's an OC currently? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he had a – okay, given the fact that they dealt with um, – McCaffrey played like four or five games all mm-hmm. year. He had a fine year. Like he, Bridgewater Agreed. was his quarterback. It was okay. But I, I completely co-sign what KJ said. This is like when they were trying to give Kellen Moore a head coaching job last year when people were talking about that. Or like at least Chris Richard, and this is bringing it back to the Cowboys, like Chris Richard had been basically the acting defensive coordinator for a top 10 defense for like two or three years before he began to get interviews. Uh, if – what I'm seeing is true where the Texans, we I think we'll talk about a little bit later, 
Uh, we'll save it, but the Texans are going to fuck around and apparently not even hire Eric Bieniemy, who is who uh, Watson wanted them to hire. And now there's reports of, well, everybody thought he was going to get that job, so Eric Bieniemy is not going to have a spot. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? The top offense in the NFL two years in a row, like, you're nobody's going to go out of their row. way to hire him as their head coach. Like, if if they fuck around and don't, and Eric Bieniemy doesn't take a head coaching job, like, and it's it's not his choice, like, NFL's got some problems. Well, apparently again, we'll he wasn't. The Texans didn't even interview him. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But for some reason, that was the the team that like Watson wanted the enemy, and it sounded like that was where most people projected him to go. I don't, I don't know what that means. So also saw that the Texans they went against the recommendations of their uh, executive search firm that they used, the recruiting company that they had to bring in to find a coach or a GM. A GM, yeah. GM, yeah. <laughs> Who, who is making the? Who, what is the kickback there? Like, That's the dream. You, I, I just want to be a part of one of these committees that gets paid six figures to name. You know, it's it, in college it makes a little bit more sense, although it's cowardly. Huh. I think we've discussed it here, but like, <laughs> oh, yeah. if you're the athletic director, you hire a search firm, and then if you make a bad hire, you blame the search firm. If you own the fucking team, like, do whatever you want. Don't hire a search firm and then hire somebody else. It's just weird. The whole thing is so weird. Texans well, are nightmare. the shoe in the way to get your Rooney rule satisfied. So we'll see. Um, the fact that Doug Peterson's out, like, I don't even know if I have time mentally to process this yet, but that's just, uh, I guess it, it's not far fetched, but shit, Billy, what are you doing? Are you looking at your division and saying, I guess we can catch up. Like if we're ever going to be bad, be bad now. I'm wondering how much of this has to do with uh, that last game. Like that, that Jalen Hurts and just how he handled the Wentz and Hurts stuff. Like it's you know because they're in a weird, they're in a horrible spot right now. Because Jalen Hurts had like two good games and then two not good games, right? And you don't that's they don't too small of a sample size to know. And Wentz is owed what like thirty six mil. Like, I, it's a disaster. You talk about the Texans being a disaster, Philadelphia, dude. I don't know what's going on there. What's gonna happen? I think that's the. They gonna move him. Wentz? Yeah. I, I think you move them, you eat the money, you try to ride with Jalen and a backup, like a Kyle Allen type backup, that if Jalen just shits the bed, that you have somebody capable, but you're basically tanking without tanking, or you get lucky and Jalen hits. Do you think somebody's going to trade up in the draft to snag fields? Like a, like I'm, I'm thinking about some of these teams, and I don't know what kind of draft capital they might have, but like to go after a Wilson or a Fields, like, at the seventh spot or eighth spot, like one of these teams like the Colts or Philadelphia? It, it's going to have to be a top five. Like, the projection that CBS put out earlier, like, I would yell at whoever wrote that article more than Micah. Like, in no fucking planet are teams going to allow three wide receivers to go back-to-back, and they may have just been saying, like, top prospect in those slots. But you're going to get quarterbacks who are drafted at a slot like relative to the value of a quarterback. So nobody's trading up at 22 to get a quarterback unless it's a team that just didn't plan to in this draft or anywhere between 10 and 20. Like you're going to get Trey Lance at 12 to 15, probably out of North Dakota state. Everybody else that we've talked about quarterback wise is going to go before 11 at the, at the latest. And that's just because that's where quarterbacks are valued. Like it's not worth waiting if you need one. So who that is that makes that move. I don't know. It's not going to be Philly. And it's definitely not going to be the Texans. 
they don't have the capital to do it. Great point. Dolphins can. They've got they've got multiple picks. Um, we don't even need to talk about Dan Quinn. I don't want to. I don't want to kill my vibe. Okay. I was super okay. wild and hard all weekend. Just the for those who don't know, Dan Quinn is now uh, being interviewed to be the defense coordinator for the Cowboys, and I would I would classify that as a not exciting choice. We won't talk about it, but he likes to run a four three. The Cowboys have been running a three four for years. Cowboys, it 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 just seems totally inexplicable. Let's go. <laughs> oh, but I don't know that? if you heard. We them boys. We them boys. Always them boys. You guys want to do some quick dips? Let's do some quickies. I'm going to start by <laughs> eulogizing the Duncanville Panthers. Um, their road to state ended in the semifinals. They lost to perennial powerhouse, South Lake Carroll, home of the Dragons, and the bleach blonde hair, the originators of the bleach blonde hair. I got to give it to them. That look has weirdly made its way back, and it's down here, and like now the Westlake kids are doing it. Very strange. That's who they will face, by the way. Um, Austin Westlake, you might know them. Uh, Nick Foles. Drew Brees. Sam Ellinger. Drew Brees. Probably some other guys. We're a quarterback city. It's a quarterback city. and uh, The stadium sits about three-quarters of a mile from where we're sitting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good stadium. It's a father-son matchup, of course. It's the, they're calling it the Dodge Bowl. Some people were calling it the Trust Fund Bowl, not me. Um, but I just saw some people calling it that. But, yeah, the Dodge Bowl, you got Riley Dodge, coach of Southlake, who actually didn't get to coach the semifinal due to COVID versus his dad, Todd hmm. Dodge. If you're in Texas, you know the Dodge family. I think Riley had a stint as the UNT coach. Didn't really uh, Todd well. did. Was it Todd? Yeah. Yeah, it was Todd. He coached Riley at UNT. Mm-hmm. Correct. Very confusing. But, yeah, man. And he was formerly the coach at, at Southlake. I was worried about the Southlake game. Everybody was way too confident in Duncanville just because of what they've been the last couple years but like the last two years they had a guy that we've talked about a lot just because of me shoehorning it in is Jaquindon Jackson who's like a as far as high school players go like you're not going to get any better um their quarterback this year was a transfer he's like a three-star he he was fine but he's not Jaquindon Jaquindon's like a playmaker can do it can throw it and run it and, uh, yeah, they didn't have that this year. And South Lake is a well-oiled machine, man. They just yeah. – I don't know. They got Quinn Ewers, who's actually – if you're an Ohio State fan, you should be very excited. A junior who's decommitted from Texas. We'll see what Sark can do. We'll see if Sark we'll see. can get him back. We'll see but, about it. Uh, after the game, they showed him talking to Kendrick Blackshire, who's the Duncanville linebacker you might have seen. He's like a meme now. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were talking. Um, he's headed to Alabama. And he threw up the uh, – he was doing the Ohio thing. Oh, uh, you OH. hate to see that. Yeah. You hate to see that. So it looks like he's pretty set on it. Um, but who knows? He he didn't even have that good of a game. I mean, he he had some sick throws where you're like, wow, this kid's awesome. But like, he didn't he didn't beat them. they uh the Panthers. They dropped everybody back into coverage, and then Southlake just ran the ball all over him, which you don't you don't really see. But it was it was embarrassing to four. Not embarrassing like in like they got beat, but Southlake's running back. He's might be what five nine, five ten, 180 pounds. Did not have the frame, the look, or the size of a running back that would put up 200 yards damn near on the Duncanville defense. And I don't know what his final stat line was, but every time they needed a third down, every time they needed a uh, like to pick up yardage, this kid just couldn't be brought down. And it was uh, it was bad. Dude, um, he looked know, like uh, Jonathan Gray out there. Ooh. Fair. 
Fair. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch the state title game, but you know, it's it was definitely a uh, a clash of different classes when it comes to where these schools are are at and what type of demographics the makeup of both teams in the semis because. Westlake beat North Shore, which is in the uh, Houston suburb of Galena Park. Not a very, it's, I don't know if it's low income, but it's a rough school and predominantly black and Hispanic school. Westlake, complete opposite. You know, one, probably one of the more wealthy outside of Highland Park's, you know, districts in the state. Southlake being maybe number three. Uh, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see this game play out. It's going to be fireworks, but no part of me is going to be watching like with like, any kind of feelings hurt if one of these teams loses and you get kids crying, which is always a part of it in high school football. It was, I got to give a shout out to the, the, the dragons though. After the game, there's some video going around of them, like being very, very gracious to the Duncanville players. And last yeah. year when Duncanville knocked them out in the semifinal, you saw the same thing. So it was cool to see them, you know, getting along, being gracious. It probably helps that most of the guys on the field there are all going to play ball at the next level, so it's not like this is the end. <laughs> it's completely different than when you have just like, you know, some spare two-way team who made it far, and all those guys are going to have to, you know, maybe they're going to go play like double-A ball or something. Leads um, on the sideline. Yeah. Speaking of Westlake, Dave, did you know that there's a TV show called A Teacher? Yes. Uh, are you familiar with this? I mean, the fiance told me about this last night. That Loosely based on a it seems noted to be, scandal. Yes, and the high school in question has a blue W as their logo. Westbrook, and it, I believe it is. And or? it's supposed to be based in Austin. Are you, you know, is we your wife teaches bit. in the school district. We watched a little bit of it. And, um, yeah, when I first moved here, there was a pretty, pretty juicy teacher-student sex scandal. Is it bad uh, that I know all the details of the story of the actual news story, and I haven't watched any of the show? It's not a good show. And on family trips and all that shit? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird deal. Uh, but, yeah, that show is very uncomfortable. If uh, if gratuitous sex scenes uh, make and just un, unbearable levels of horniness make you uncomfortable, then this is not your show. I did not think we'd be talking about a teacher today, but I'm glad you brought it up. Can I talk Texas basketball real quick? Let's talk oh, Texas yes. basketball. Uh, I actually watched this whole game. missed some of the uh, afternoon NFL game because of it, actually. Um, so Texas ranked fourth. We're Texas basketball school now, by the way. But Andrew Jones, kind of a feel-good story of the year. Uh, three years to the day, I believe, after his cancer diagnosis, leukemia to be exact, uh, he hits a game winner to beat West Virginia on the road. He hit a three from the corner as time expired. Uh, really cool story. Texas is kind of legit. Great guard play. Got a couple bigs who down there just banging around too. It's a it's a fun team to watch, man. Shaka with their yeah with the hair. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, th- I, forgot, I forgot it. New year, new Shaka. I almost said his name wrong. Uh, yeah, kind of a fun team to watch. But yeah, Andrew Jones. Keep an eye on him. It's a it's a fun story to follow. Big Twelve is dirty. Yeah, Very they stacked. got like, three teams inside the top ten it'll be, right now. It'll be a fun time when when Baylor and Texas finally uh, get it right and play to play each other. They have they've had to, I think they had to cancel at least one time uh, due to COVID, but that's going to be fun because Baylor's still number two undefeated, unless I miss something during Super Wild Card Weekend. But yeah, we talked a little bit about we already talked about Deshaun. We don't need to go back. Oh yeah, dude, Dez had uh, zero catches yesterday, but the Dez catch six years ago today. Didn't Des pick up a penalty uh, yes, yesterday, did. though? A rather bad one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Six years ago, he caught it, he, though. Oh, hey. Des still has a shot at a ring. Nothing oh. would make me happier if uh, somehow the Ravens mess around and uh, make it to the uh, Super Bowl. I will be throwing up the X if that happens. Uh, hey, Bill Belichick getting the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Donald J. Trump, Micah. Yes, that's, this has been reported by Politico. This is on the heels of Gary Player getting said award. Uh, yes, Anna Annika Sorensen. Sorensen. Yes. And Babe Zakarian. Is that right? Babe Laufenberg, I think. It, w- it wasn't. No, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you can't accept this award right now. Just got, I, I'm sorry. I know people are going to be mad. Can't do this. You, you, you can't do a photo op with the president. Uh, Why? Five days. Maybe he wants happened. to talk about him. We'll talk with him uh, about some defense strategies for, uh, you know, the Capitol grounds. Okay. No, I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Respect the office, Micah. <laughs> you know what? Just can't do it. Um, is this Joaquin? Yes. Joaquin Neiman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, eating lunch not- before losing a playoff in Hawaii. Kapalua. Okay, I, I heard about this, but I didn't see it. Can someone explain to me what happened? Um, so Harris English, Joaquin Neiman went off yesterday, went real low. I didn't watch. I watched the playoff hole. That's it. But he went low. Harris English had to birdie to win 18. And, you know, when a lot of times when guys know that there's a good chance of a playoff, they go to the range, maybe get something to eat. Uh, he chose the latter. And uh, did not go to the range. Ended up losing the playoff. Um, I guess people were making a big deal saying that, like, they're connected. He should have been out there banging balls, staying warm. He piped his drive on 18, and um, he just left it in a bad spot on his second shot. I don't know. Was he eating dinner or having food with with a woman, with his partner or something? I don't think so. I thought he was getting some flack for this. That, oh, like, was it? Yeah. Maybe, that, I didn't see It wasn't that. just like him crushing a power bar sitting down somewhere. Like he was like seated at a at a restaurant they went to with, like his, with his with his lady tucked in his uh, yeah, shirt hit cheesecake. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, Harris English ends up winning. Whatever. Big story from that tournament is uh, Justin Thomas having to apologize for calling himself the British cigarette word while missing a putt. Um, I don't know if y'all saw that. It was overshadowed by everything oh. else going on. But lucky yeah. for him. Lucky for him. But that's it's a tough. That's a tough scene. It was tough. You got to hot mics. Can't call yourself that word. Which is something the professional athletes aren't quite used to this year. It's true. You know? The cloudless it's hot new. mic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind Crowders. of a new, a new thing. I usually just call myself like old-timey words that my dad would say. Like I'll call myself if I, – if I hit a bad shot, I'll call myself like a coward or like a scallywag. You, you, don't, you don't do that. A real <laughs> – I call myself a douchebag a lot on the course. That like, is if true. If I miss, miss a four-footer, I'll just eat douchebag. It Dylan. makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 20, the 2022 PGA is leaving Trump National. Um, Micah? <laughs> well, why are you calling on me? I'm just saying. I'm giving. I'm yielding my time to you. The uh, the Trump organization put out a very angry statement yesterday, and it made me laugh. Where's That's, it going, Shoal Creek? I, it doesn't matter. Anywhere but there. Okay. I think they should do it at Lions. Sure. He's tweeting about it. Um, oh, yeah. Mavs game postponed tonight due to COVID. Things are uh, looking shaky. It's a little surprising, I have to say, like not to make it a whole COVID statement, but the NFL, you know, on relative to what's going on with the NBA and for college basketball, like you've got a much smaller roster to deal with in basketball than you do in the NFL. 
in the NFL, while they've had some outbreaks, like of an 80 man roster, you might have situations where the worst case scenario was 20 players in Baltimore. You're having like four or five players on a 15 man roster get popped on, on some of these basketball teams. And it just doesn't add up to me. So hopefully uh, they figure it out. Yeah. Hopefully. I would just say go to bubble short bubble seasons and, you know, or tournaments. There's no reason to try to make this the real deal, but I've, I've read that the logistics of trying to do another bubble with all the teams that somebody tweeted that they've talked to GMs and like, you'd have entire teams opting out. Yep. I believe it, which I, I guess that makes sense. I just don't think you need 60 games in a playoff in a bubble. I think you need to have like AAU style tournaments in bubbles and then just figure it out. Just put a product out there for us to consume. That's all you need. Completely agree. Micah, would you like to run it back? Sure. Let's run it back. It's time for Run It Back, the segment in which we talk about what we've already talked about. Micah refused to share his skincare regimen with the audience. He also had John Duda on Mind of Micah, and you can subscribe to both his newsletter and Micah's Read of the Week. Breaking news from Brett, Doug Peterson was out as the coach of the the Eagles. KJ called out Micah for saying Jalen Waddell is better than Devontae Smith. Dylan is on Ohio State because of the Demi. I forget the joke that you made there, but that was something that was said. (laughs) Uh, Bama has a chance to be the most dominant national champion since Navy in 1951. This according to Dave. Dylan wants to pair his shacket with the Grizz from movement.com slash bang. Thank you. Stingers hurt like a bitch. This also according to Dylan. Wine'em, dine'em, 60 hine'em. Oh, yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. Shouts to Little Lumpkin. Roma wins the JTT Just the Tip Award for his subtle sexual innuendo this week. The Steelers kept Dave out of Verdansk. Am I saying that right? Yeah, you nailed it. Okay. We hate Dan Quinn, but (laughs) we still them boys. If incredible numbers of sex scenes are unappealing to you, the show A Teacher is not the right show for you. And Dave refers to himself as a scallywag on the course. Dylan refers to himself as a douchebag. I believe it's scallywag, and he doesn't say either of those. But I thought it was an educated scallywag is what he was going after. It's a super <laughs> smart wag. <laughs> a scally. Scallywag. All right. You guys ready to get out of here? Yeah. We'll this see was everybody fun. Thursday. Are we all good, good for Thursday? Oh, yeah. We're good. All good. Goodbye. Okay. Goodbye. Let's go. Let's go. I want my chips with a dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with a dip. So bring them dips.